words here, it says here, have faith in God. The critical words are in God. Now there, I believe that there are three specific things that we need uh, to note right here about faith. Jesus didn't say have faith, but he said have faith in God. So faith has to be the object. And the in God is where we're supposed to have our faith. That's where we're supposed to place our faith. Now listen to this. Faith has no value by itself. Only the object of faith, God has value. Because you could have all the plaques, I'd say faith and all of that. You could have, you could have faith in that object called faith, or you could have faith in the author and the finisher of your faith, who is God himself. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah, too often, even in our lives as saints of God, there are difficulties and things that arise and, and believers feel that, oh Lord, I just need to have my faith stirred up. Yeah, I need to have my faith aroused. You know, well, if, 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 if that's then now, it's all about the feeling. Why? Because they feel like if they can just stir up enough faith, then they'll be able to whip that problem. But in reality, if you do that, that means you have faith in your faith and in yourself. That means that person's mind and his attention and his heart have been focused upon faith and not upon God. Locked in, single-minded, looking unto Jesus, who again is the author and the finisher of our faith. So Jesus said, have faith in God. Our faith should rest in God alone because God can accomplish anything and he can do anything but fail. Even if it seems humanly impossible. Well, Lord, this is a big one. I don't know, Lord. I don't know if you can handle this one. But even it is in those times when it does appear to be humanly impossible to you. If you have your faith in God, if you focus on him, it will be done. Because the stronger our faith is, the more likely our prayers are going to be in line and in union with Jesus and in line with his will for our lives. You, Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So faith requires us knowing the object. So the more we know the object of faith, the more we can believe in the object. We can believe in God. Have faith, have faith, have faith in God. Hallelujah. So a second fact is that we, uh, we need to know is the fact that uh, faith has a purpose. The purpose, now here, here, here's where we are. Faith has a purpose. And uh, that's probably the first time you heard that, right? No, I know it's not the first time. But the purpose of faith is to remove mountains. So Jesus' teaching says, have faith in God. And then say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Mountains represent the immovable and the impossible. A mountain is something that's almost just too, too steep to climb. It's almost too high to cross over. And it's almost too awesome to see beyond. That's the reason why Jesus was talking to his disciples about prayer and communion along with their faith. Here's another fact. A third fact to note about faith is the way to possess faith. The way to possess faith. And that's where we are today. 
Hallelujah. How do we do that? We do it through prayer. Jesus said, and he explicitly said this, he said, whosoever shall not doubt, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So there's some key points here in this promise. When Jesus said, if you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, he said, you shall have whatsoever you say. So that's the promise. The promise is not doubting at all. That is one of the things that even we as people of God, we have to fight is, and we have to resist that spirit of doubt, that spirit of uncertainty, but not doubting at all. That means never having a thought whether a thing can be done or not. It means not hesitating, not wondering, not questioning, not considering, not being concerned at all. That's why the Bible says, you know, cast our cares upon the Lord because he careth for us. And remember, we took that, con uh, that uh, you know, that confession out and said, I don't have a care. I don't have a care. And sometimes when you say that to people, they look at it in the negative as if you're not concerned about that thing which they're trying to get you wound up about. But yes, hello, that's exactly what I want you to do. It's an impression, but I mean it. It is an impression. What the Lord is after is that we grow in belief and trust. He wants us to believe that all things are possible through Jesus who strengthens us. You can find that in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. All right? So we should not doubt anything at all. Number one. Number two is believing in God's authority. Verse 23, it says here, if you note it, it's in red. It says, shall say. So the power of Christ came from the authority that God gave to him. And all he had to do was say. That is, all he had to do was speak the word and it was done. Hallelujah. So that's the very point, people of God, that Jesus is making right here. If we believe, doubt not, then we stand in the authority of God. We may say, speak the word, and it shall be done. Hallelujah. Write this down. Write this down. Faith is to trust God without terms. Faith is to trust God without terms. For when God has a big job to be done, faith always gets the contract. Hallelujah. I got to say that again. Well, and I, you know, when the Lord dropped that on my, oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. And those of you that work in the service industry and all, and I know that you're out and about, you know, if you're part of a recruiting force or a sales force and all of that, it's all about the contract, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's all about the contract. You've got to get that contract because that contract is the evidence of what you've been working so hard for. So faith is to trust God without terms. For when God has a big job to be done, Faith always get the contract. Hallelujah. It always gets the contract. Hallelujah. Verse 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when ye pray, 
Believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So it said a lot here. It said one thing and then it said something, you know, in, in verse 23 and then it said something else in verse 24. But both of these things have to do in faith, but actually they're taking us in a different direction if you look at it and you read it. One is faith against something and the other is faith to receive something. Verse 23 is not the prayer. Verse 24 includes prayer. What did he say? He said, if you would say to the mountain, well, is God making mountains and problems for people? Is God putting mountains and obstacles of evil in your way? No. That's why you don't need to pray or talk to God about it because he's not your problem. He's not the one that put those mountains and those obstacles, those hindrances in your way. He didn't say beg God to move it. He didn't say, God, move this mountain, please, God, make this mountain go away. He didn't do any of that. Whether it's a mountain of sickness, whether it's a mountain of debt, whatever it might be, what did he tell you and I to do? He told us to speak to the mountain. He told us to speak to debt. Didn't we talk about that this morning? Hallelujah. We talked about that this morning. Sickness, we're going to speak to that and talk about that in our communion time. Hallelujah. He told us, you speak to that sickness. Why? Because that's not of God. God is not the problem. God is not the killer. God is, he is a rewarder. He's not the thief. Jesus told us who the killer was. The killer is that thief who comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Yeah, uh-huh. That's the only thing that he can do. And hello, somebody, that's not God. That's not God at all. Isn't that what disease does? Isn't that what cancer does? It destroys. It kills. Heart problems, diabetes, blood pressure, high blood pressure, all of those things. Not of God. Well, then if all of that's from the thief, then that means we don't have to take any of that stuff from him at all. We don't have to believe his evil report. We don't have to believe it. All of that stuff comes from the devil. And what does the Bible say? If it's the devil, resist him and he's got to flee. Yeah. And you would think that all people of God everywhere throughout the length and breadth of this earth, of this planet, would know that by now. And they would do that. You'd think they would resist the devil. Well, in fact, if you back up a little bit, it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So people that don't want to do that tells me that they're spiritually lazy, spiritually lazy, and they just say, well, you know, it, it, it's just up to the Lord. It's up to him. You know, God in his infinite wisdom, God in his own time, perhaps he will do it. They're saying whatever happens, happens. What will be, will be. Well, it is what it is. They don't resist anything. They just take it. And then they think it's from God and that it's the Lord that does that. But it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. If it's stealing, if it's killing, if it's destroying, it's not God. If that's the case, then don't accept any of that. Somebody comes to your door, rings the doorbell, and gives you a box of snakes. Are you going to accept it? No. So we've got to resist the devil and he will flee from us. So we've got to stand up bold and say, get out of here in the name of Jesus. 
stop this, leave me alone, get out of my finances, leave my family, leave my life, go in the name of Jesus. And just don't say it, but watch this. You've got to believe that you received it, and then you shall have it. Jesus said, you'll have what you say. Ah, now here we go. Faith is and has a language. And I'll get into that a little bit later if we have time to do that. But now, if it's good, it's from God. I'm going to say that again. Faith is and has a language. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father God. So if it's a good thing, and bless God, healing is a good thing, isn't it? Because we're all healed in here, and we're feeling some kind of good on this morning. Yes? Restoration is a good thing. Having your needs met is a good thing. Peace is a good thing. Well, then you can come to the Heavenly Father and you can ask for it. You just don't ask, but you believe for it. Verse 24 says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. I don't think there's anybody in here that's desiring evil things. We're not desiring sickness and disease. We're desiring good things. Amen, people of God. So my question is, what good things are you desiring today? Mm. Well, when you pray, believe. People are believing for all kinds of things. All you got to do is go on the internet and you look at some of the wild stuff, huh? And people are gullible when they hear that nonsense and all of that. They just believe it. You know, and most of it is untruths from the pit of Gehenna. Well, people believe uh, God is good. They believe God can do anything. They believe God knows. But that's not he, what, what he told us to believe, people of God. We are to believe that we receive that which we prayed about. God is good. Yes, somebody? Yes. God knows all things. Yes, somebody? Yes. And we are told to believe that we receive. Believe that you received. Received all of those things and you shall have them. Believe that you have received healing and you shall have healing. Bless God. Hallelujah. What if it's money you need to pay your bills? Well, believe that you received the money and ye shall have the money. He didn't say believe that it's all up to God. What did he say? Remember that we said earlier in our teaching and in this preaching that to receive means to take. You've got to take it. And I mean, with a capital T, a capital A, a capital K, and a capital E, you've got to take it. Believe that you take them and you shall have them. He didn't say, imagine that you shall take them. He didn't say, feel like you take them. He said, but believe that you take them. So how do we receive from God, people of God? You believe that you've taken it. You take it. You already know how to do it. Yes, we use that example. We're all in here. We're believers. Yes, we're born-again believers in Christ Jesus. We receive that salvation. Uh, how we believe being born again, we receive our born again. Hallelujah. How do we receive it? We didn't receive it with our hand. We didn't receive it with our emotions, did we? Did you receive it with your head? How did you receive of Jesus? You believed you received by faith. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. That means come confidently. Come in faith because you know. Woo. 
Yeah. You know you're supposed to be there. You know that he wants you there. You know that what you're going to get. You know what you got coming to you. You know that you're going to get everything that he wants you to have. He's going, you know that you're going to get everything that he's already given to you. But there are some people of God, some saints of God that won't come before the throne. They just stand outside, bombard gates, listen to this, that are not even closed. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, they're standing outside, never even tried the door. Oh, they just assume that it's locked and they're not going to be able to get in. They know that they're supposed to be there, but they don't know that he's already done it and the door is already open for them. They're standing outside the gate begging and pleading for somebody to answer and get that answer to something that's already been given to them. Hallelujah. How many times have you felt like, what? You mean that's all? I knew that. How many times have you ever said that, even for small, minute things? Pastor Dora and I have conversations sometimes, and I'll ask about something, you know, and, and, and she'll say, well, and I'll look at her and just say, I knew that. Sometimes we forget what we know. That's why it's up to us to have our minds renewed to the word of God. Yeah, mm -hmm. we got to know that, that God is not mad at us. He doesn't even remember all the dumb stuff and all the stupid stuff that we ever did. And I say, thank God for that. Lord, have mercy. I don't know about you. You're a lot different from me. But I know I did some really silly stuff in my life. I'm telling you, yeah, hallelujah. Yet paying the price for it today. But God doesn't even remember any of that stuff. Why? Because he already forgave us. He already washed us. He already cleaned us up. And he yet loves us even to this day. All of that is because we are the apple of his eye, glory be to God. And he wants to be with each and every one of us, not just on Sunday mornings, but 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That song, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Hallelujah. Yeah, because he's always there. He wants to see excuse me, <clears throat> you seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He evermore maketh intercession for you. Why? Because he loves you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Have you ever come into a venue and you've seen all the seats look like they're taken and then you, all of a sudden you see a friend of yours waving at you right here, come on, I saved this seat for you. Boy, there's a whole lot of folk trying to get this seat, but I saved it for you. Doesn't that make you feel good? Well, that's the way the Lord is. He makes intercession for us on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So when you know you belong in heavenly places, when you know you belong before the throne of grace, you don't stop outside the gate. You come boldly before the throne and obtain all that you need. How do you do all of that? Very simply, you do it by faith. Faith in God. This is not what the organized church has been teaching people of God. They're taught to be beggars, not believers. So let's look at it again. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 again. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. If you can, just underline that word obtain. Uh, underline it or just, just put a circle around it or something and find grace to help in time of need. Say the word obtain. 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 Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 in the Young's literal translation says, we may come near then with freedom to the throne of grace that we may receive kindness and find grace for seasonable help. Isn't that wonderful? This is 
the time. This is the season for miracles. Didn't we sing that song this morning? Well, glory be to God. This is your season. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, glory be to God. So just come on near. Come on near right now. You come boldly to receive. You've got to lay hold from the Lord. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, in the King James Version says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art so are called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So why would it be a fight? What do you have to fight through? Is it God? Mm -mm, no. If God didn't want you to have it, hello, you wouldn't get it. You can fight all you want to fight, but you won't change him or you won't overcome him and try to wrench that thing out of his hand if he doesn't want you to have, you know how it is with kids? We know how it is in the, in the daycare, but, but, but I, no, no, it's not gonna happen. But, 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 I know you have it all thought out, no. No, you're not gonna have it. And you're certainly not gonna wrench that thing out of my hand. It's just not gonna happen. So how many of you know for sure that there's an enemy and he is there to resist you? He's there to resist you. He's there to try to confuse you. And some people get confused by him and then they, 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 they stop trying. The devil is there to stop you, okay? You have some symptoms and you're feeling those symptoms. Yeah, uh -huh. you, 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 your mind is unrenewed. You have an unrenewed mind and all these things are fighting against you and all these things. Yeah, you've got to fight through this stuff. You've got to wade through all of that nonsense. But what are we told to do? We are told, as Timothy said, fight the good fight of faith. And then he says, lay hold. I know there's some times, you know, and people just, you know, and I've just had enough and then what I can, give me that thing. You got to lay hold of that thing. We're told to lay hold. Does that sound like you're supposed to sit over there in the corner holding your hand singing? Come by ya? Absolutely not. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Well, people saying, well, you know what? Whatever happens, it must be God. So I've got to be happy with that. But that's not true, people of God. When the Bible has taught us as people of God to be possessors. We're supposed to be possessors. Amen. A faith man, a faith woman is a possessing man, a possessing woman when it comes to the things of God. They take, they receive, they lay hold. And I want us to get what God intended for us to have. I want us to be able to stand up and take what God has for us. God wants us to fight through anything and everything until we lay hold of it. Bless God. Hold on to it until you see it. It may be tough, but when the smoke clears, you're standing there with whatever it is you were believing God for. You're standing there with your foot on the devil's head. God intended for you and me to be strong. He intended for us to be overcomers and to be more than conquerors, people of God. So many people think we're supposed to be humble and we're giving glory to God when we're weak and we're, we're passive and do nothing. We say everything's up to God, so do nothing, just be passive. But that's not Bible. That's not the word of God. 
Think about the people that got healed during Jesus' ministry here on this earth. Was it the person that sat in a corner waiting for the Lord to notice him? How many people did you see get healed by sitting around and saying, well, whatever the Lord wants? How many of them did you ever see get healed? No. What kind of people got healed? Think about the woman that got healed. What did she do? She pushed through that crowd. That's in St. Matthew chapter 9, verse 21 and 22. She kept pushing and fighting, trying to get to Jesus because she said within herself, if I may but just touch his garment, I shall be whole. Now that's what I call the language of faith. Faith speaks. Faith has a language. Why? Because faith often expresses itself in a spoken language. What are you saying out of your mouth? What are you saying? Her faith honored her. She honored Jesus. And Jesus honored her. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know that Jesus honors you when you speak words of faith, when you speak the language of faith? Just like she kept fighting the good fight, she came and she took her healing. She wasn't having a healing meeting. She didn't even ask Jesus, Lord, can I just come and touch the hem of your arm, garment? No, she just reached out and touched his garment. And what happened? She received her healing. She took it. She laid hold of it. She took her healing. And you know what? Jesus didn't rebuke her. He didn't say, you didn't even ask me if it was my will. He, this is what he said. He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith made you whole. In other words, he was saying, good job. I commend you for taking what belonged to you. You took your healing. What about that blind man? He couldn't see to get to Jesus. But his voice was working fine. He began to scream, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They told him, shut up. But he just got louder. But guess what? But he also got healed too. Why? Because he came and got what Jesus already had for him. You come and get what Jesus has for you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.